0: My Military Chacha I remember it distinctly So don't try to change my mind I saw him that day The same as I see you today And you can believe it or not As you choose Makes no difference to me as you know, my family are sheep herders. Our lives were difficult. I see that now as an adult. But as a child, I was just joyful. War torn surroundings, nothing much in the way of food, possessions, comforts. But our parents loved me and my elder brother. And I loved my home, my family, our sheep and dogs, and the beautiful wild countryside and I always will. I'd just had my fifth birthday and my father had made me a wooden doll and my mother had dressed her in a pink shalwar kurta and a gold and red tupatta. I don't know where my mother got that fabric but it was the most beautiful thing in the world. It had shiny gold tinsel on its edges And I had never possessed anything so pretty. From the moment I received that most fabulous of gifts, I could not be parted from it. I named her Shireen and she went everywhere with me. To the village, to bed, to play outside. She lay in my lap at mealtimes and she waited impatiently outside the bathroom when I went for my bath. Shireen and I were playing in the fields around our home that day. I was allowed alone outdoors as long as I stayed within sight of my mother's kitchen window. It was evening, but not yet dark. I knew my mother would be calling me soon so I was trying to make Shireen giddy by running round and around in circles. We were giggling and intent in our play. Of course I know she's a wooden doll. You need to remember I was only five years old. I can still recall the blast and its echo of the surrounding mountains. I wasn't scared. The cracks of gunfire, the blasts of bombs, the high-pitched whine as they flew through the air, the smell of fear, nervous sweat that came with them. All these were as mother's milk to me. I'd known them from the day I was born. I probably knew them even in my mother's womb. I had no fear of them. All this was, and quite simply still is, the accepted reality of our lives. Anyway, as I was saying... I heard the blast and I remember hanging on to Shireen tight as we were tumbled by the shockwave. The countryside around us was marked with pits and ditches by flying bombs. There were abandoned trenches and collapsed tunnels too, a little further away. All were grown over with grass and not easily discernible on the surface despite the regular munching work done by our diligent sheep we found ourselves in one such abandoned trench. I can't remember how we got there. I can remember the blast, the shock wave, and next thing, waking up in the trench. I could hear gunfire and the flying shells dimly through my strangely wooden ears and head like a distant echo. It was dark and I could see flashes of light above the trench But nothing else. I wondered which trench I could be in since there were none like it near our home in the area where I'd been playing. How did I get there? I had no idea, then or now. My body felt stiff and cramped. I checked out my dear Shireen and having discovered that we were both fine, decided I'd better get home immediately. I wasn't allowed out of the house after dark and certainly not when fighting was going on so I knew I'd get a good telling off from my mother. The sooner I got home the better I thought in my innocent five-year-old way little realising I was probably safer where I was. I got myself up and started clambering upwards. The trench was at least twice my height and there was no grass or anything to hold on to, which was unusual in itself. I dug handholds and footholds for myself, but they crumbled when I tried to climb over them, and I'd be puddled on the ground, which Shireen carefully bundled inside the pocket of my kurta. How would I explain to my mother that it wasn't my fault? She could get very angry and upset if my brother or I disobeyed her, and the after-dark rule was extremely strict. After much scrabbling and falling back in the dirt and scrabbling again, I managed to get my head and shoulders above the level of the trench. I was looking around in the dark to see if I could figure out my whereabouts when I heard something go zing past my ear and I lost my grip in terror and almost fell. But two strong hands caught me firmly from behind and pulled me down into the safety of the trench. I twisted around to see who it was and felt a burst of comfort to see it was a military cha-cha. That's what we kids call the army men in our village. I'd seen them often in the village distributing toffees and pens to the other kids. Once, one of them saw me holding back and called me but I was too shy. So he came to me slowly and gently and offered me two toffees. I thanked him quickly and ran away with them. I showed them to my mother and she said they were okay to eat. I remember I shared one with my brother. Where had the military chacha come from? I was sure Shireen and I had been alone in the trench. The chacha made me sit on a stool. Then he sat on one himself. I hadn't seen any stools in the trench either. He took out a toffee from his pocket and gave it to me. I accepted it and thanked him. I told him I had an elder brother too. He had a hearty laugh at that, which I can still remember perfectly. Gave his moustaches a twirl and produced another toffee miraculously from them. And then one more for Shireen. Perhaps he'd seen her earlier when I didn't know he was in the trench because she was still safely hidden in my pocket. I thanked him again and tied up all the toffees into the corner of my dupatta, saving them for later. Then he produced two mugs of hot tea and offered one to me. I was really puzzled. How come I never saw all of this when I woke up in the trench? I tried to peep around him but I couldn't see anything. We sipped the tea and it was hot and sweet and milky, just as I liked it. I suddenly realised I was cold and even though the hot tea was going into me, I started shivering. The military chacha made me gulp down the tea and some biscuits that he produced from thin air like a magician and then bundled me into a warm blanket. Don't ask me where all that came from. I don't know. He just put his hand into the dark trench and pulled out all these mugs of tea and blankets and biscuits and whatnot. He tucked a pillow under my head and made me lie down in the bottom of the trench, all bundled cozily in the blanket. I looked up into the night sky and thought how odd it was that I could hear every word he said loud and clear but the bombs and guns sounded as if I was hearing them through a wooden head. I might have asked him about it, but he shushed me and told me to rest and he would look after everything. I could see his twirly moustaches and his dark eyes and his white teeth shining in the cold trench. His hair was cut short like all the military chachas, but he was going bald, just like the schoolteacher in the village The hair was climbing up from his forehead and I knew that in a few years, he would have no hair left. That's what happened to the school teacher. In spite of all the booming and whizzing, I must have knocked off to sleep because when I awoke, it was not yet morning and I could hear my mother and father's voices calling my name. The guns and bombs had gone silent while I slept. But the acrid smell of cordite hung densely in the air. Rosy shadows were climbing up from the horizon. I pulled myself out of my cosy cocoon and shouted, I'm here, I'm here, waving my hands and struggling to stand up in the trench. But I was surprised to find I wasn't in the trench at all. I was lying in an open field. My parents came running towards me from different directions. It seemed that for hours now they'd been calling my name and looking for me in the dark. I hadn't heard a thing. I was still wooden-headed. My father hugged me tight and my mother cried copiously over me and nobody scolded me and I was grateful for that. My mother asked me where I'd got the blanket from and I told her the military chacha gave it to me. And then, of course, the whole inquisition started. Which military chacha? The one in the trench. Which trench? The one I'd been sleeping in. He pulled me down when the gunshots were ringing and gave me tea and biscuits. What nonsense! There were no trenches in this part of the valley and no military chachas either. Tea and biscuits indeed. Next I was going to say there was a stove and a small cupboard of provisions. But I never said any of those things. That's all other people's embroidery. I've never known where he got them from. It was dark in the trench. I couldn't see. Then where had I got the blanket from? I quizzed my mother in return. She seemed to have no answer to that. I checked my dupatta and sure enough, the toffees were there and Shireen was in my pocket. But I decided it was better to keep quiet about all that for the moment. All this and much more while being carried hurriedly home. My brother was glad to see me, especially when I produced the toffees for him, which started another round of questioning. But from that day to this, my story has never changed. I've never added any details or removed any. The facts are what they are through relentless rounds of questioning. I was tossed by the sound wave into a trench that apparently didn't exist. Saved by a military chacha who everybody insists also didn't exist. Despite the fact that he kept me safe during a raging gun battle, plied me with tea and biscuits out of nowhere, bundled me in a blanket and calmed me with toffees that I brought home as evidence of his existence. Yet... No one believes he was there. Or that he made a trench appear where none should have been. Well, you can say he doesn't exist till you're blue in the face. I know he was there. I saw him. He was kind and sweet, and he kept me safe from the dangerous happenings of that night. So, that's why I joined the army. To honour my military chacha who protected me that dark and perilous night when gunshots whizzed over my innocent five-year-old head. I know everyone thinks I'm nuts on the subject but I know I'm not. He was there and he may still be there still on patrol still looking out for innocence to protect and if he isn't and has finally gone to a well-earned rest, I can pick up where he dropped off and keep the flag flying? And you can call me crazy if you want, but to me, it's a great honour that the kids in the village call me Military Chachi.